as I think about it in my simple mind, I think <coughs> sometimes missions are done to get something, such as to increase self-worth, as in your case, the way you view it. Other times people do things defensively to prevent themselves from being killed or hurt or to stop something. Okay. I don't think I came in with that reasoning okay. during the time. Okay. Let's talk a little about about the arrest. You've never been arrested before. What was it like being arrested? Pretty much what you see on TV, kind of. But what was it personally like for you? Um, it was everything I expected it would be. And what is that? Just routine. No. What was your personal experience with being arrested? I had never been arrested before. You're not answering the question. Well, I don't understand the question. Yeah. No, okay. it's a real simple question. What was your personal experience? How did it feel? What did you experience in the process of being arrested? I didn't. I didn't have any feelings. Really? About it? No. Try again. I just kind of felt there was something that was going to be done. You're having trouble talking about the feelings of being arrested. I as didn't if, have any feelings. As if either it didn't matter, it really at that time to you didn't make any, any more difference than being served a cup of coffee, or the feelings are somewhere and you're not able to get to them, or the feelings are there, and you're not sharing them. Um, it's not the last one. Okay. Okay. Is it the first one that it had no more effect on you at the time? Well, it's not every day you get arrested. Right. Right. That's why I'm asking you, what does it feel like to get arrested? Oh, how long do you propose the arrested uh, is it like before you get admitted to jail or go ahead on you go up ahead. until the patrol car you go ahead um, it was just expected that they handcuffed me and put me in the back of the patrol car there were no surprises what did it feel like to have the handcuffs close around your wrist? Um, they were pretty tight, so it hurt. There's a feeling. There's an experience. Tell me more about that experience from the time the officers put the handcuffs on. Uh, well, it was uncomfortable. You kind of have to submit to their authority. That's about it. Are you you're accustomed to submitting to other people's authority or not? Yeah, you work for your boss, your advisor, your professors. 
these were people who weren't the usual people that you quote submit to. Right, and it was physical submission instead of mental submission. Do you remember the trip to the to the uh, lockup to the Aurora Police Department? Yeah, they drove me over. There was only one guy in the car. There were flashing lights all around. One guy in the car, the driver? Yeah. You're in the back seat. So I guess there's two guys in the car. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to trick you there. But there wasn't a, a partner. There wasn't an accompanying officer. Right, there was only the one. You're in the back seat, handcuffed behind? Yeah, behind the back. Okay. How about your feet? Are they shackled? No. You get to the Aurora Police Department, and they do some in-processing for you. What's that like? Uh, they take your fingerprints, they take your photo. How did that feel to you? That's a new experience for you. Well, before that was they take you to the interrogation room, and they left me there for like hours and hours and hours. Really? Before they even fingerprinted you and right. did the photo? Yeah. What was it like in the interrogation room? Uh, it's a windowless room with like a camera in the corner. There was not much to do, nothing to do really. And they just left you there? Was there anybody outside the door or anybody in the room? Yeah, they had a, a guard sit inside the room and at the door too. Okay. What'd you do while you were waiting? Uh, I was fidgety and I, like, uh, they put bags on my hands for GSR residue testing, I think. Did you expect those pieces of the process of being arrested? Yeah, just from watching like CSI. Okay. So sounds like you, you knew what the bags were in general intended for. I thought they looked like popcorn bags at the time. So, like they were going to microwave my hands or something. What's it like to have your hands inside bags? I assume taped at the wrist or something like that? Uh, well, you can't scratch an itch or anything. You mentioned that it, that there was nothing to do. And I'm not sure you use the word boring, but, but you, even though there was a guy there, a guard there, what are you doing with the bags on your hands? And oh, he's doing like sock puppets or something. Then what happened? Uh, then they took me down to booking and did all the fingerprinting, strip search, all that stuff. Did anybody come in to try to interrogate you before you went to booking? Yeah, two detectives. I said I wanted a lawyer after they said the Miranda rights. This may sound like a silly question, but it's really not. Why did you want a lawyer? To be protected. Okay. In what way protected? Uh, from incriminating myself, anyway. It sounds like you had, within the plan, two possible outs, dying and going to prison. Right. A slim chance of getting away, that's now gone. Right. 
in in what way did your you need to be protected from incriminating yourself if that was the path that was now there? Uh, well, you're supposed to ask for a lawyer okay. instead of letting them interrogate you. That's what I garnered from. As you're sitting there, what did you think the possible outcomes were then? A lawyer would come and legally help you, I suppose. What would be the difference between a, a well-protected or defended by lawyer defense and one that was not well-protected? Uh, they make me talk, and I don't like talking. They make me talk, and I don't like talking. Right, they'd interrogate me. Okay. Did you eventually get interrogated anyway? Yes. Okay. 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 They denied my lawyer to come in, even though he was there at the jail. Was that the time they were asking about the apartment? They were asking about, yeah, those bombs. Okay. That's a kind of a special kind of interrogation, I guess. It has to do with your apartment and, and with the danger from the bombs and incendiary things. Right. So I told them all about it. How did it go? That, how did it happen that you told them all about it? What, what was the benefit to telling them all about it? Uh, well, they originally said children would probably get hurt. And that, how, how did that change, if it did, the view that you didn't want to talk? Well, I didn't want children to get hurt, so I talked to them. Sounds like you were pretty cooperative in telling them about the apartment. Is, yes. is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. okay. As you're at the station and, and it's done, not only is it done, but you're now contained. What's the feeling that you have? Um, what's going to happen next, kind of a thing. Okay, what's going to happen next? Any other feelings come to mind? Um, just that feeling that it's finished. Okay. Was there anything else? You said finished. Can you think of anything else that needed doing? No. Eventually, they took you to the Arapahoe County Jail. Right. How long afterward was that? Was that the day, the same day that they took you to the Arapahoe County Jail? What, what's the question? Did they take you to the Arapahoe County Jail on the same day? On on that Friday, yeah. So you didn't have to spend the night in a lockup at Aurora PD. 
I was in the interrogation almost all night, and they took me in the morning. Did they offer you any food or water or things in like that? In the jail, yeah. Chance to use the restroom? Uh, there's a, there's, I was in a cell with a, a John. Okay. Once you left the Aurora County Jail, did they tell you where they were taking you? Or the Aurora lockup, did they tell you where they were taking you? No, they didn't tell me. They just took me there. Okay. What was it like to go to court? You've been in court several times. What was it like the first time, for example? Oh, I don't. I don't remember what. I think I was like just trying to pay attention. first time you went to court, they would have had to bring you from the Arapahoe County Jail to court, right? Yeah, there's a tunnel underground that goes, yeah. And you're sitting in court for some procedure hearing, I'm not sure I know the name of it. There's a judge, you're sitting there, your lawyer. What do you remember about that event? I don't remember anything from it. Do you remember the judge talking? I know he talked. I don't remember what he talked about. Okay. Do you remember your lawyer talking with you? No. Do you remember your lawyer talking with you in the, the room where lawyers talk with defendants? There's a little room. I think it's the same place where you met with your folks. Um, do I remember my first lawyer's visit? Is it? That's that's a better way to put it. Thank you. Yeah, and I I told him about uh, the notebook, okay. so they tried to see if they could recover that. You told him about the notebook. Did you mail the notebook? Uh, yes. Okay. Anything else? I'm I'm not trying to get into your legal strategy at all. But uh, I told him I loved my parents. Okay. My family. Okay. So you remember a little bit about that meeting, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Fairly soon thereafter, you were in court. Right. Remember anything about being in court? No. What the room looked like? It's the same room that I've been in. Okay. What does the room look like? What's it look like? Oh, it's hard to describe it. Uh, well, there, the jury seat, the jury boxes, a table. I sat at the table. Okay. The prosecutor sat at a different table. Um, Did it make you nervous to be in court? <clears throat> I don't think so. No. You've got somebody up there, the judge. That's. I don't have to do anything. I just sit there. The judge has got his fate in your hands, and it's out of your hands. Yeah. He's got his, your fate in his hands, and it's out of your hands. Right. So there's nothing I really need to do. Do you like it when your fate's in other people's hands? Uh, no. But it didn't bother you in the court? 
far as you remember. Uh, right, yes. How about other times in court hearings and things like that? Do you remember those times? Uh, they all started to blend together. But yeah, I remember seeing specific witnesses and stuff. What was the last time you were in court? Or roughly when? Uh, maybe two weeks ago, I think. Do you remember what was being talked about in that hearing or that event? Uh, yeah, they were asking professional witnesses or professional experts on their like procedures and qualifications. Okay. So like two hand, firearms and tool marks specialists, uh, gunshot residue specialists. Okay. Of course, that's more, much more recent, and it's as you are today, not necessarily as you were two years ago. I'm, I'm real interested in, in how you perceived things in court two years ago, or 18 months ago. Just that I wished it would uh, go faster than it was going. Take it off. <clears throat> Once you got to Arapahoe Jail, Dr. Woodcock saw you there, I think, right? Yeah. Do you remember Dr. Sather? Yes, I think he was. the treating psychiatrist of the jail, maybe? That, that may be Dr. Mosier. That's Dr. Mosier, yes. Oh. Dr. Seder, no, I don't remember. Okay. Tell me about Dr. Mosier. What's your experience early on with Dr. Mosier, if you remember? Uh, he just asked uh, if I was having side effects with the medications. Were there medications early on? Um. No, they came at the bedfall incident. Okay. At some point, you pled through your lawyers, not guilty by reason of insanity. Right. Okay. What do you think about that plea for you? I think it's really the only plea available. What do you think about it? as a descriptor of you? Uh, that's the most accurate one. The most accurate one? The most fair one? Um, fair compared to... I'm not sure about that word. However you want to interpret it. I'm a shrink, remember? I, I get uh, to ask open-ended. Uh, I guess it's fair, yeah. Okay. What are the possible pleas that you have or had available to you? Do you know? Well, you could plead guilty. Um, 
plead not guilty provision of insanity and you plead not guilty which is probably very very unlikely that that would have been a we may have touched on this a little bit any thoughts or feelings about the various possible outcomes of your trial eventually what might happen well they might kill me or they might lock me up in prison or they might lock me up here at CMHIP you said a, a couple of hours ago I guess now that between being in prison and being executed roughly equal roughly equal Any other thoughts or feelings about the possible outcomes of a trial? Uh, no. What about the possible outcome of going to a hospital? Such as this, I suppose. I'm, I'm not sure in Colorado. What's the possible outcome? You mentioned two outcomes. Being executed, to use your phrase, being killed. Yes. The second was going to prison. And you mentioned the third, yeah. going to a hospital. Right. Okay. What do you think about that outcome, that possible outcome? Um, it's possible. Good, bad, indifferent, fair, not fair, likely, not likely? Um, uh, low chance, I would say. If it were to happen, good, bad, indifferent, better than prison, worse than prison, better than execution, worse than execution? Uh, well, it's better food at least. We do know that, don't we? Yeah. Anything else that would make it better or worse? Or about the same? Uh, it seems pretty similar to jail, but this is a, a special situation they have me in. One of the things I seem to notice is that at jail, almost no one talks to you. All right, they'll talk when they serve dinner, basically, just like hellos and kind of thing. If you were to talk to them, do you think they'd talk to you more or not? Oh uh, yeah, I think they're open to communication. Okay. Here, people talk to you a lot. Uh, there's not much else to do, I guess. Yeah, they talk a lot, so that's the downside for me. That's the downside yeah. for you. So the fact that this is a little more, slightly different word, a little more social place, is a downside for you? Is, is that what yeah. you would say or not what you would say? Yeah, it's fair to say. Okay. With the notebook, you sent some other things. You remember what else you sent with the notebook? Uh, can you give me some sort of context? What else? You remember what else was in the package besides the notebook? Uh, burned currency. Tell me about the burned currency. Well, I figured I wouldn't have any use for money afterwards, so I destroyed the currency. Was that all your money? No, it's about as much as I could take out from the ATM machine. Tell me what that process was. What did you do 
in terms of getting the money? I rode over my uh, rode my bike over to the ATM machine and tried to pull out as much money as I could uh, with my debit card and my credit card. How much did you get? Um, I think four or six hundred. Okay. What day was this? I don't. I don't know. Was it the day that you mailed it, or close no, to that day? No, it was. Day? It was close to that day. Okay. Uh, early July. So you took the money out. What were your thoughts as you decided to go get the money? As you got the money. One thought you mentioned, that I won't have much need for money. Right. What else? Any other thoughts? Or? No, not really. That was the main one. What did you think Dr. Fenton would think or infer from finding the money in the, in the package? Well, one of the reasons I didn't stay with Fenton was because my insurance was going to get canceled because I dropped out of graduate school and she charged like $80 uh, an hour so it would have been unreasonable to have sessions without the insurance. What does that have to do with sending money with the notebook? Uh, that money didn't matter anymore. But I ask you what Fenton would think. And your answer was something having to do with what she charged for sessions. I don't understand the connection between that and the money that's in the no in the package. The uh, money was a factor in me not continuing on the therapy with it. Yeah, we know that. But why put money in the package? You weren't going to have any more sessions. Right. Why send her money? Why send her burnt money? Why send her burnt money? Uh, to show that that was um, a reason why I didn't come back to her. At the time, did you expect that she would put all that together? Because it's very confusing to me. Uh, at the time, I don't know what I was thinking. Any other reason you think that you included the money, and particularly that it was burnt? It was burnt in a certain way, wasn't it? On the corners. Yeah, that didn't mean anything special. Okay. Why, why was it burnt on the corners and not elsewhere? So it could still be identifiable as money. Okay. And once again, what she would think when she opens it up and sees burnt currency, what do you think she was likely to think about that or to think that you were communicating to her? That money was an issue. An issue for? Um, or the shooting. That money was an issue for the shooting? Yeah. That's what you just said. I don't understand. Um, well, if I stayed and 
got further treatment where I might have not done the shooting. Okay. That also kind of tells me that, that you had money that you could have paid her to stay. You could have covered the sessions. Yeah, I could have paid for it. Okay. At the time, the thing you said to them, to her and, and Feinstein, were that you were no longer a student, so the sessions wouldn't be covered. My understanding is they said, we can find a way to deal with that. Did you ever, as far as you remember, think or mention that you could cover some sessions yourself? Uh, that's true, they offered more sessions in the summer, but there would still be the problem of having therapy ended and then having no renewals for the drugs. You really think that that would have interfered with your getting prescriptions? Is, is that really what you think was? Yeah, I think a it reason would have that you couldn't continue the prescriptions. Yeah. That's not what they were telling you, though, was it? They were telling you that they could continue the prescriptions and continue the visits up until the insurance was out. And you had lots of money in the bank, right? And your folks had money. Yeah. You stopped. You decided to stop seeing them, and and left at that point and said goodbye. Right? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I want to move to something else that won't take very long. But is there anything that? I guess particularly the attorneys have, have said that you really should let me know that I haven't asked about or you haven't thought to mention. No, they just said, uh, be yourself. Okay. Okay. Can you think of anything that I ought to be asking about but I'm not asking about? No. Anything that you'd like to share with me that you haven't shared with me? Nope. May I take your pulse again? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Now let me go to another area here. I promise it won't interfere with dinner. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> you talked about how depressed you'd been. You talked about the possibility that you had a mania of some sort. Yeah. You called it dysphoric mania. Right. Okay. <clears throat> I think we asked if you'd had other symptoms that you thought were associated with mania. And some of those that we might not have talked about was times when you didn't need sleep. I, you mentioned that you had difficulty sleeping. Yeah. Were there times when you didn't need to sleep more than two or three hours a night, four hours a night? Not that I can remember. Okay. Times when you went out and 
bought lots of things that you didn't need. Spending sprees, if you will. Major, uh, major spending sprees. Yeah, on all the weapons and armor and stuff. You've described a purpose for those things. Right, so I, get, I didn't need them. It's not like they piled up in your apartment in unopened boxes or something. They, right. they served their purpose, it sounds like. Yeah. Anything else that you spent a lot of money on in the five or six months of early 2012? No, not early. Okay. A lot of this we've already covered in the course of of our chats talks. You mentioned PTSD and then you mentioned that you couldn't think of an event. Which caused it? I think it's more chronic stress. Okay. You've now had a very stressful event. I don't think I have PTSD. Okay. Then that was my question. Okay. Are there times that you Think a lot about the shootings. Well, in court, now. in court, they bring in it court. up all. How about when you're not in court, sitting in the jail, sitting here? Well, the jail reminds me of the shootings as well. Are there times when it comes back to you and vividly? Kind of intrusive and vividly, yeah. Okay. You said kind of intrusive. Is that what you said? Yeah, intrusively. In those times when it comes back vividly, do you recall or experience things differently from what you just talked with me about? No, I don't go through the whole shooting like that. I just oh. kind of um, think about there's a, there's <coughs> the shooting. Okay, you think about it. And your thoughts when you think about it, what, in what way do you think about it? What is it? What's the effect? of your thinking about it? Um, I don't know. Okay. What effect does it have on you to think about it? Uh, it has uh, a kind of uh, a distraction kind of a distracting effect. Distracting? So it distracts me from sitting alone in my cell. Okay. Something to distract you. Any other effect it has on you? No, I don't think so. Okay. Distracting when you're sitting alone sounds a little like that might be a good effect, something that would pass the time for you, but I may be misunderstanding that. Am I misunderstanding? Um, it does pass the time, but I wouldn't say it was a positive thing. Okay. All right. Your reaction when the thoughts come up then is what? Um, that I don't want them to come up. Okay. What do they make you feel? Sad, angry, disappointed, depressed, nervous, happy. I guess they don't make me feel anything. Okay. Are there times that they come back 
so vividly that it's almost like reliving them? Well, reliving them with the, with those kind of chunks missing in the in the video. At any time in your two years in, in jail, have they come back so vividly that you could hear or feel or see? No. I've seen a lot of your medical history and medical records from the past, but let me go through just a couple of things with that. Have you ever had a serious illness before? No. I'm aware that at one point you had mono, mononucleosis. I wouldn't consider that serious. Okay. Lots of people get it. And we talked a little bit about that, uh, I think, day before yesterday. You weren't in the hospital for it. You didn't even see a doctor for it after you came back to Colorado, right? Right. Okay. Ever have an illness that puts you in the hospital? Um, like ear infection when I was like a baby, I think. But that, I don't know if that counts. Okay. Any other illnesses that put you in the hospital? No. When you were a baby, ear infections or something else, do you know how long the longest time you were ever in the hospital was? Just the normal visits worth three, four hours. Okay. As far as you know, not overnight or spending two weeks away from home in the hospital? No. Any surgeries at all? Well, wisdom teeth. When did you have the wisdom teeth removed? high school, I believe. Was that in office or in the hospital or where? In the dentist's office. Did they give you anesthesia or? Yeah, anesthesia and then painkillers for you. Put you to sleep? Yep. Any other surgeries you had? No. Tonsils, appendix? Nope. Okay. Anybody ever say that you had seizures or? Convulsions? No. Ever seen a neurologist before? No, I don't think so. You've had some medical exams in addition to the psychiatric psychological exams. Within the medical exam, there are neurological tests. Right? right. Okay. As far as you know, those have never been particularly abnormal. Nobody's ever told you that they were abnormal. The results, you mean? Yes. Um, well, they say to show strong signs of depression okay. and moderate psychotic symptoms. And who is it that says that? The person who gives me the test. When did somebody tell you that? Uh, well, just earlier today. Uh, Dr. Gray said that. Okay. So he communicated that to you about some tests, about the tests that you took? Uh, the depression, at least, yeah. Okay. How about the psychosis? Did he communicate that to you? Um, 
No, he didn't mention it. Where did you get that? Uh, from the last time they uh, administered the test, I think they said that. So someone talked with you about that as a result? Of the test. Of the psychological test, okay. okay. When the falling episode took place, you had lots of tests at the hospital. I don't remember them. I was really? You don't remember? You remember being at Denver Health at all? Yes, yeah. I remember them putting me in an ambulance and sending me over. But you don't remember particular tests or CAT scans or whatever they did there? Uh, I remember them wheeling the cart over, but I don't remember uh, having the test performed. Okay. Any other childhood diseases that you remember having? Or that your mom has said that you had, or somebody told you you had uh, serious pox. I think. Oh, serious? No. Serious childhood disease. Uh, okay. Your diet while you were planning the mission, May, June, July, two thousand and twelve. What was your diet like at that time? Um, frozen pizzas, spaghetti, rice, chuck roast, chicken. Were those usually things that you cooked, or? Yeah, things I cooked. Some were pre-prepared? Frozen. Frozen, yeah. Did you actually cook some of them, like cook a roast? Um, I just baked and boiled some of them. Okay. Any vegetables? Mixed vegetables, soybeans, green beans, carrots, corn. You're describing a fairly balanced diet. Is, is that That's, that's what my diet was, yeah. Reasonable to say. A lot of sweets? Um, no, not really. I don't remember buying candy. Okay. Lots of desserts, cake, donuts? Donuts, yes. I would buy donuts. <laughs> How many donuts a day did James Holmes eat? I was probably at one a day. Okay. Did you smoke? Uh, I tried it at the end. Uh, cigarillos. About when? Maybe like a week or two weeks before. Did you regularly smoke anything? No. Tobacco, weed? No. Any non-prescribed drugs? No. Coke, meth? No. Weed, anything? Okay. How about your caffeine intake? Um, low, I would say, compared to, low compared to most people these days. And you know basically what we're talking about. Coffee, regular coffee, sodas. certain teas, energy drinks? No, I didn't drink any. Really? No. Even when you were preparing and Nope. Okay. I drank some in undergraduate, but never in graduate school. Okay. Coke, Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah. How many Cokes or Mountain Dews? Dr. Pepper's, the ones with caffeine in them, how many per day would you drink of those, roughly? Well, I drink it out of the two liters, so maybe like a couple glasses. Any homeopathic medications, over-the-counter stuff, stuff at the uh, nutrition store, 
supplements kinds of things? Uh, just a daily vitamin. Okay, daily vitamin. Anything else? No. You mentioned the depression and being concerned about that. St. John's Wort, for example, is over the counter. Never tried it. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I think we're at the end of my part for now. I'm not certain what else is going to happen here, but I think but we're at the end of my part. Um, any questions that you would like to ask me? Nope. Not a one? No, we talked about a lot. I'm sorry? <laughs> we talked about a lot already. Yes, we have. Um, any questions about what my role, my job is? We talked about the first day, but we haven't talked about it since. No. Okay. All right. Um, I will wish you what I wish everybody I talk with, and that's that I hope whatever happens is fair. All right. Okay. Thank you for spending time and working with me. Okay. Okay. Alrighty, thank you all. Didn't you use restroom, James? Nope. You're going to be a couple minutes in the morning. Did you not hear? Um, may I? Actually, I know. <laughs> I was standing here.